Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening, everybody. It is Cheryl, your dating coach and your matchmaker here on CJAD 800. And I'm really excited about tonight's show because we're going to be talking about dating in the big cities. And I'm talking about Montreal, New York, Toronto, San Francisco. And I'm going to be joined very soon by two matchmakers from two of those big cities. And we're going to talk about why it seems sometimes so difficult for people to meet in a city of millions. But first, as always, this show is about you and your dating questions. And I love answering all these dating dilemmas because, you know what, there always is an answer. Our love life has certain challenges, but you know what, we can get through them. So I want to go right away to the inbox and uh, answer a letter that came in. I always say letter. It's crazy. I mean, it's an email day, but I don't know. I'm an old-fashioned girl. This is from Michelle. She wrote in this, I am a third-year university student and have been sharing an apartment with the same girl since I started here at Concordia. About a year ago, I started seeing this guy who was in the same literature studies class as my roomie and I. He and my roommate and I would hang out together for lunch, and it was very friendly and fun. Then last year, just before the classes ended for the summer, he and I got serious and have been dating ever since. My roommate seemed to be really happy for us, and all was going well. But about a month ago, I was cleaning up our apartment and I found a piece of paper in the sofa and it was a note from him, from her to him, and it was pretty intimate. I don't know how to talk to her about it because maybe she will think I was spying on her, which I wasn't. I just found the note by accident. Should I talk to her before I talk to him? I feel really sick about this. So one of the things is, for sure you have to have this conversation with her especially before him, because he may not even be aware of this. He might not be involved at all. So the conversation should be with her and tell it the way it is that you were cleaning up, that you found it there, and you just want to know, you know, is there something going on? Does she have feelings for him? And that you have to work it through together. If by chance she tells you that something has been going on between the two of them, well, then obviously you're going to be involving him. But I have a feeling that it could have just been something that she wrote and um, was expressing herself. But ask the question. Always ask the questions. Remember, that's one of the things that I always talk about. Don't make assumptions in life about anything. It just leads to miscommunication, bad feelings, and it all becomes negative. So ask questions. Go to the source, whether it's at work, whether it's in your romantic world, you gotta do it with the person in question. So Michelle, go and speak to your roommate. Now, as far as dating news, this is really fun, actually. I was reading something online, it's from the Daily Mail, and somebody did an experiment. It was actually done in the UK. And it triggered um, a curiosity for me. And also, it got me a little bit upset, I have to say. So what happened is this. They set up a date for this gentleman. His name was Tom. And they made an arrangement for him to have a coffee date in a park. And he went to the park to meet this woman. Her name was Alice. But what happened was, 
Alice is actually a twin. And they were doing this to see if people paid as much attention as they should to the person that they're meeting. Are you being attentive when you're meeting somebody? So one of the twins, Jeannie, went and met Tom, sat down on a park bench. After a few minutes, her phone rang. There was a big tree not too far behind this park bench. She said, excuse me, I just have to take this for one second. She got up, walked around the tree, told her twin a couple key things like the fact that he was going on a 10k run. The sister came around the other side of the tree with a phone in hand, pretending to shut off, sat down and said, so where were we, Tom? Oh yeah, we were talking about you going on a 10k run. I could never do something like this. And the experiment was to see if he would pick it up that it was a twin. Now he didn't. So they summed up this whole article by saying, well, he's not observant. But here's the thing. I don't think very many people would pick that up. All the subtle changes were she was wearing different color nail polish. And, and it was very much like almost sexist, like men just don't pay attention. And I don't think that's true. I wonder, what do you think about that? I think that subtleties some of us pick up on, but I'm a pretty insightful person. I, I really take in a lot when I meet somebody and scan a lot of who that person is, their body language. I'm not sure I would pick up on a twin. What do you think? So I say to the Daily Mail and whoever did this exercise, while it's fun, I'm not so sure it's accurate or fair. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800, and today we are going to be talking about solos in the big cities. Yeah, you got it, the cities. And I put it out this week on Facebook, and I was asking people, why do they think it is so hard for people to meet the one in a city of millions? And it was interesting to see different reactions, and a few people wrote in, and somebody just wrote in this. Ellen said... As we get older, our needs change, our looks change, our independence changes. This is 100% true, Ellen, you're right. Some of us are looking for the real deal, to find a partner to love, to communicate, to walk and still hold hands. Some are looking for security, and that's great too. Yeah, 100%, to each his own. Women are strong in today's day, and age, and as we age, we are mothers, and we are generally well-rounded and can be autonomous. Men have different needs, and many times they're not alike to ours. That can sometimes make it tough. As well, people become stuck in their ways, the routines, the responsibilities that we all have. It would be great to shake it up and go out more often. It's tough at times to take yourself out and go and try and meet new people. I wish it was that easy. You know what, Ellen, you're right on so many of these points. And yes, you're right. As we get older, we are more set in our ways. But the fact is, Ellen, this is happening with the younger generation too. It's not just happening with the people who are coming out of long-term relationships. It's happening to our kids, the the teens that are, are constantly, you know, hooking up, the people in their 20s, their 30s. I'm seeing more and more people that I know, their children are in their late 20s, early 30s, late 30s, and they're not getting married. They're not even in relationships. We're so focused on something that's new, change, swiping, that we can't keep up sometimes with our relationships. So sadly, it's not just with people who have 
come to routines. It's people who are building their routines. And the fact is, we are a, a generation or a society, actually, generations that are constantly being overstimulated. And that's something for us to consider in our relationship world. We need to take the time sometimes to slow ourselves down, to appreciate. And I just held a, a workshop last weekend, and it was very interesting. I had um, 15 people. It was a great Sunday. It was a great way to sp spend Mother's Day, actually. And a few people were talking about the fact that they can't meet the one, the one that is 100% what they're looking for. And I want to share something with you. What I told them is nobody's going to be 100%. The fact is, we ourselves are not 100%. We cannot be 100% of what somebody else is looking for. But if you can find 80%, you have to learn to accept and reject certain parts of a relationship. And reject the things that don't work for you within the relationship, but discuss it with that person. Accept the rest. Because nobody is going to be perfect. And the key is that that 20% that doesn't work has to only take up 20% of the relationship. If that's showing its head 80% of the time, that's where the trouble is. So coming up, we are going to be joined by two matchmakers from the U.S. They're going to be joining me at Cupid's Table as we discuss solo dating in the big cities and find out why so many people find it hard to meet the one in cities of millions, right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Here we are back at Cupid's Table, you know, the one that's kind of shaped like a heart. I'm Cheryl, your certified dating coach and your matchmaker, and I am being joined tonight, right now, from two matchmakers, both from big cities in New York, because that's what we're talking about, solo in the big cities, and why some people find it so hard to meet the one in these big cities when there's millions of people. So I want to introduce you to... First, Maria Avjatidis. She is the founder of Agape Match in New York City. Hi, Maria. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Great weather. Uh, that's great. That's great. Well, we finally got good weather here in Montreal too this week. Now, I also want to bring in Mark Owens. He is the founder of Events and Adventures. It's a club for singles. Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So here's the big question. You know, we all are from big cities. Why is it, do you think, that so many people think that it's really hard to meet the one when there's millions of people around them? So, Maria, this seems to be something that goes on in New York City often. That's what I hear from people who reach out to me from there. What do you think is the reason that they're having so many issues? Um, there's a variety of reasons why it's really hard for people to meet people in general, not just in New York, but um, across North America. And that has to do with just having a dating culture in a lot of countries. There is no dating culture. It's more of like, oh, my friends hang out with your friends and eventually we'll start dating. But here we have all these raw laws and rules of how we're supposed to interact with each other. Um, and then when you look at the big cities, 
um, especially the three cities that we're, we're all representing, I suppose, there tends to be a gender imbalance. Mm-hmm. And when it's skewed more female, um, anthropologically speaking, men tend to get a case of the FOMOs, the fear of missing out. Um, they right. tend to date more. Um, uh, and as a result, it's a lot harder to just meet people that are interested in being in a committed relationship. Um, and the second part is, of course, is that everyone's now dating, um, which is there's no problem with that. I have no problem with people dating using apps or online dating, but you know, modern dating is a lot more tough. Um, I mean, it is tough to meet new people. You need to have a lot more courage to just date in general. Um, and you're meeting people that aren't vetted by your own community or vouched by your friends. And um, that that's, it takes harder for people to latch on. Well, interesting. You know, one of the things that I love that you just said um, is there's actually a term FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out. Uh, where have we come to? Mark, now you have, you have a company, Mark, that's in several big cities, right? So yours is more about people coming together to meet while doing activities. But what do you yeah, hear? What do you hear from your people, from your, your singles? Well, you know, it's funny. I was actually in Denver, not one of the bigger cities. Um, we just opened um, a few weeks ago. And I'm talking to the men and women there, and the guys are going, you know, there's no women in the city. And the women are going, there's no yeah. guys in this city. And Denver we look is one of the three cities about equal. more men than women. Yeah. yeah. No, well, Sorry. statistically what really happens is uh, if you're under 35, um, there are more men than women. Over 35, there are more women than men, statistically, in North America. And the older you get, the greater that discrepancy is. Um, in the favor of having more women than men. And so uh, you do have to realize as you're aging that the game kind of changes, right? The 50-year-old guy who's got a great job and is funny and nice is the equivalent of a high school cheerleader. He's got all the options. Well, that's just so it. It's we more. It's as we're getting older that that changes. Well, Mark, the thing is, though. I mean, for instance, in in your fifties, and and Maria, I'd love you to comment on this too. In your fifties, yes, there seems to be more men, but isn't it actually also the fact that their pool, as you said, they have more options because they will go younger, they can go older, whereas women try to stay more within their age range. What do you think, Maria? Um, you know, there's two factors here. First of all, not to be morbid, but men die before women. Typically. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Speaking. But even what you just said, like, you know, we notice that most 50, I, you know, very rarely have I met a man who wants to date either his age or older in my office for the last 10 years. Um, so yeah, typically 50 year old man, he wants to date 45 and younger, which leaves um, the women who are 45 and over less men to choose from. Um, but you know there are there are three great cities that don't have this much of an issue, and that's you know Denver, Seattle, and San Jose, um, where there's a lot more men than women, and men tend to be a lot more romantic and uh, um, uh, more competitive to uh, to get the woman. Which I also, uh, if you ever travel to these three cities, by and large, the men are way better looking than other cities. <laughs> there you because go. Men have to compete. They go to the gym. They actually like put on lotion. They take care of themselves. You know, you come to New York and, you know, frankly speaking, the men are like 
really raw looking. <laughs> we are talking about dating in the big cities right here on CJD 800. And I'm being joined by Maria from New York City and Mark, who is presently in Denver, but has his companies um, in many cities all over the U.S. So trials and tribulations. So let's talk about some tribulations. I mean, um, Mark, where do you think that we can make it easier on ourselves? How can you make it easier in a city? Well, let's not use Denver because there seems to be sure, well, no issue Chicago. There. Okay, let's use Chicago. Um, you know, Chicago's, Chicago is a huge city. There are a lot of singles there. They have a real hard time getting together. Uh, but I think a lot of it, only about 20% of, of uh, the United States and Canada is actually using online dating. But people aren't getting out at all. Um, you need to get involved somehow in the community we are actually around other single people. Uh, the thought that you can meet people online and do it like shopping on Amazon.com, that's a false dichotomy. That's not going to really work for most people. And you're not going to know whether they're worth dating until you actually meet them anyway. So I think the people that are the most successful are the ones that get off their couch and get out there and go out and actually find places to meet people. And that's one of the things you were saying earlier, Maria, is people have to take those risks. They actually, you know, can't sit in fear that they're going to be rejected, that they have to get out and make the effort, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a different form of dating. It's always interesting to hear um, about how different cities are. Um, I, I mean, I love, uh, you know, I love it when people meet organically. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you could say that's through a matchmaker because sometimes people treat matchmakers as if they're their friends. But I also love when people just um, are collectively, you know, meeting together, um, you know, to to meet other people that might have similar interests because then that conversation is not awkward of like, well, why are you using, you know, this dating site instead of it's like, oh, you know, you like tennis. That's great. I do too. <laughs> right. Um you know, one of the things that I was talking um, about with a group this weekend, because I was running a workshop, and I was talking about the fact that, you know, they should make a pact for themselves. And uh, I broke down the pact into making a plan and then being accountable for your plan and then having a coach. And then the T is for a team. And when I say team, it's for people around you. Who is around you kind of cheering you on, getting you out. And a lot of people mm -hmm. tend, especially if they're coming out of long-term relationships, they tend to stay within their couple friends and thinking that that's going to help them. Where yeah. I encourage people to keep those friends, obviously, they're, they're been your support for, you know, your lifetime. But you also need people who can go to different events and be your wingman and you can be their wingman and do things that surround yourself with single people. What do you think about that, Mark? Because this is something that you do within what your company does, bringing people yeah, together you know and doing activities. Um, you know, uh, I, I would kind of fight against that in one way. Um, I think if, if you go out as two girls or two guys, um, you have a tendency to end up talking with that person most of the night and not really putting yourself out there. So if you can find a place where you can go and go by yourself, I'm not suggesting a bar because a bar is a bad idea right. for hanging out by yourself. But if you're going places to meet other singles, don't keep that that security blanket. Put yourself out there where if you're, you're going to have to meet somebody or you're going to sit there by yourself. 
Okay, well, I'm 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 going to agree with you when it comes to going to especially um, events and activities like you're talking about. But I want to talk about this more. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep this conversation going right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Don't forget, we're going to be giving away a date night out this week to Maestro s'il vous plaît. So you got to stick around here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. I'm Cheryl, your dating coach, and I want to remind everybody about the Solo in the City dating site. As well, you can reach me anytime you need, 844-744-SOLO. I'm there for you 24-7. Just leave your message and I will definitely get back to you to answer any of your dating or relationship questions. Joining me tonight is Maria. She is the founder of Agape Match in New York City. And Agape means love, right, Maria? Yes. Uh, It's one of the many words for love, and that's the highest one. Yeah. And it's got a Greek origin as well. And and the other really cute part is that if you say it in English, a gap, it's kind of like what you do when you see something that's so unique and your mouth kind of goes a gap with awe. (laughs) Yeah. A gape and a gape. Yeah. Yeah, no, I named it after the word agape, which yeah. is um, the unconditional love in Greece. Um, Greeks have like a thousand words for expressing love and five particular words for the word love, and it just seemed pretty organic at the time. And as a matchmaker, that's perfect. Also joining us is the founder of Events and Adventures, um, an activity-based company in the U.S., Mark Owens. Mark, you're there. Yeah, well, you know, we're also in uh, Vancouver, Canada. So, oh, that's true. We're, you we're did expand. We have Canada. to. We have to get you into into Montreal, Toronto, all the big cities here. And we're talking tonight about big city dating and why some people find it a little difficult to find new people. Now, we were talking um, just a few minutes ago about going out, and I was talking about having a wingman. And Mark, you were saying about. When you go to these events and activities that you should go along, which, by the way, I do agree with you. When it comes to activity base, when it's all singles, definitely, if you take that risk, great to go along. But we're talking about sometimes not going to events, just getting out in the city. And Maria, when you've got somebody that needs a wingman, do you suggest that they go out with the same sex or the opposite sex? Um, I don't. I don't think in those terms. In terms of telling someone to get a wingman, um, and I, I definitely, if you're single, I don't. I would never recommend you go out with a person of the opposite sex if you're heterosexual because you already, you already have a date. That's um, right. <laughs> Uh, I, I do agree that you should definitely go to events on your own. I'm actually in that uh, in that school of thought. Um, for our clients, we per, we give them a social calendar every month that we tell them you should go to at least two or two, at least two events a week uh, for the next three months. And you know, by and large, most of our clients enter relationships 90% of the time before the end of the three month mark because of that, because they're meeting new people. And when you're alone at different events, be it a you know whiskey and cigar tasting or uh, golf lessons or um, improv classes even, you know, being by yourself just really helps you meet like tons more people than if you're with one person. 
Oh, I, I agree with you 100% in something like that. And I think it's fantastic that you give those kind of schedules and, and activity-based um, meeting places for people because the fact is a lot of people have trouble deciding where to go and being proactive. And proactive is the most important part that somebody it's can do. not even those two things. Um, people are really shy and they're really anxious about going out. So you just tell them, like, you know, if you just go out once, you'll realize how easy it is and then you just keep going. Well, don't you find the shy people, Mark, would have more of a difficult time going out to events? Because I, I run into that all the time, people who are shy. And I do say go out once and it becomes easier and easier. But very few people have the confidence to walk into a large event, especially if it's not if it's a, just a singles event, but just events that are going on on their own. Mark? Yeah, we we focus on events that have about fifteen to twenty people at them, which is which is a good number of people for that kind of thing. But you're right when when we talk about going to an event by yourself, there's a lot of shy people going, not happening. Um, right. But you know, I, I have a lot of guys that um, kind of have that feeling, and and there's something that's really freeing that I tell them, and it's this: it says when you go out there, people are nervous that they're going to blow it, right? That's what they're really worried about. Um, if you as a guy, if you go to talk to a woman, if she's the one, if she's the one, somebody who's really going to be attracted to you, it doesn't matter what you say. She's going to find it interesting, fun, cute, funny, as long as you can laugh at yourself. Okay, it's going to be fine. Right. And if you talk and she immediately blows you off, she wasn't the one anyway. So that's really freeing from a guy's standpoint. So they don't get stuck in like a wimp loop where they're thinking about what they're going to say and they never say anything. It's more important you just get out there and talk. Get out there and talk. We are talking about how to meet people in big cities and meet the one. We are being joined by Maria in New York and Mark, who is presently in Denver here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Here's a, an interesting thing. I was talking to a gentleman on the weekend, and he was telling me that he goes to a lot of dances. And his fear, as you were just saying, Mark, um, is that he's going to go and he's going to ask somebody to dance and she's going to refuse him. And he's said that he's had this happen a few times. And the consensus was, and and I happen to agree, and I actually um, gave this advice, it's nothing, ladies, if a man comes up to you and asks you for a dance at one of these events, accept the dance. You know, it's compassion. It's one dance. It's two and a half minutes out of your life. And you know what? That can just give him the confidence to go on for the rest of the evening because he was saying he saw one man just get totally blown away that first time. And, and obviously insecurity and shyness. But he was he was finished for the night. Do you see this happening, Mark, at your events? Um, You know, in our club, it's kind of different because it's a membership, and it goes on for a long time, so people get to know each other, so it's not that one-hit thing where it's either come come or go kind of thing. But, you know, in those situations, I mean, it does happen a lot, and it's incredibly intimidating to guys because every guy who's 30 um, has a decade of sometimes yes and sometimes no. Um, and so those those thoughts come into their head. And the problem is the more attractive the woman is, the more you like her, the more those insecurities come up and, and, you know, beat you over the head as you're going to say hi to them. So, I mean, it definitely happens. Um, and as a woman, it's not that big a deal to have a dance with That's a guy. Right. I mean, you always have that chance of the guy puppy-dogging you the rest of the night, but it doesn't happen that often. 
Right. Um, Maria, you must have some of these things that happen, for instance, when you set one of your clients up, that they go out, they think that they've had this amazing date, want a second, and the person is not interested. Does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you, of course it does. I know. So, so how do you deal with that? Oh, um, well, look, you know, we've been in business for um, 10 years now, and, you know, it's always interesting to get date feedback. Um, and while three out of our five first dates do go on second dates, sometimes the feedback, you know, the feedback by and large is usually, oh, we, you know, they'll mutually agree they just didn't have any chemistry or whatever. But sometimes the feedback will come back as, you know, maybe the guy says, oh, my God, this is the best date I've ever been on. She's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then the other person will say, oh, my God, Maria, what were you thinking? And then you wonder, like, were these people on the same date? Um, but you know, what we do with any feedback that we receive, be it, you know, good or constructive is that we use it to calibrate our client's search. And, you know, on average, most of our clients do get in relationships by their fourth or fifth match. And that's, that happens because we constantly calibrate the search from the first introduction that they receive. So that way, you know, when they tell us their feedback, like for instance, why it didn't work out, why they didn't go on a second date, or if they did go on a second date, why they didn't go on a third date or a fourth date. Um, we can learn so much from that date feedback because we set up the dates for not just the first date. We set up the first and second date and right. we collect feedback for both. And that way we can, you know, start, it's, you know, I think matchmaking is a lot about the process and fine-tuning the dial after each match. And so we always have to fine-tune that dial. Anyway, Maria, thank you yeah. so much. Mark, thank you so much. Maria, from, she is the founder of Agape Match in New York City and Mark Owen founder of Events and Adventures. It's a club for singles. Thank you both for joining us and for spreading your wisdom and uh, some great advice to our listeners. Thank you both. Thank you. It's been great being on with you. Okay. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Maria. Now coming up, we are going to be joined in studio by a wonderful gentleman. I'm going to keep it a secret right here on Solo in the City. And we're going to be giving away date night out to Maestro Sivopla. I'm going to tell you all about this place just around the corner. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. We are back. I'm Cheryl, your certified dating coach and your matchmaker. Remember, if you register on Solo in the City, just put in your name and your email. You are eligible for two things. Number one, date night out. And we are going to draw this week's winner very soon to Maestro Sivupla. And you also get 15 minutes free coaching with me. But now I want to get right into the heart of the matter, your social world, your places to go and meet and why you have to get out there. And I am being joined in studio by Malik Shahid. He is a TV and radio host and a youth motivational speaker and he just finished his third show an hour ago right here on CJAD 800. So if you missed it, check it out on Facebook because it is up there right now. Malik, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Cheryl. It's great. It's great. Well, it's been fun because the last few weeks you've been here and uh, it's a lot about what I talk about is getting out. 
exploring your city, trying new places. Yes. And uh, it's wonderful that you thought of doing a whole show just about that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important for people to live their life and, you know, get off their tablets, get off their phones and understand that, you know, life is more than social media. Yeah, it it is. And, and yet, at the same token or by the same token, your demographics, you know, the millennial generation, yes. that's what you're all about is these phones and tablets, right? Exactly, exactly. And trying to bring that generation to a CJD. That's wonderful, actually, because, uh, you know, we are all out there. We are all trying to build our lives. And in this case, in case of my show, find somebody to share that life with, to exactly. share whatever city you are in, what activities you like to do. Because it's more fun with a partner. Of course, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Now, in, in you know, your world, yes. okay, I'm going to say your world, yes. the, the Malik world. Yes, the Malik world. The Malik world. What do you find is going on when people are out and about? Do you think that they're interested in having these relationships? Or do you see them just wanting to be out there, having fun, and be single? Um, I think there's a point in your life where you get tired of being single and you realize that, you know, going home is very lonely. And also it's about meeting that right person. You know, a lot of times um, we're consumed, again, with social media, you know, watching Netflix and not taking the time to, you know, open our eyes left to right, south to north. So what kind of places, like not necessarily the names of places, but what kind of places do the millennials go to during the day or at night to meet new people? Um, I think right now it's less on a clubbing tip. It's more like hanging out, um, whether they're going to restaurants, also going to a friend's place, um, you know, get, doing get-togethers. I think that's more what they're doing and obviously on their phones a lot and, right. and chit-chatting back and forth. You know, people really pick up the phone anymore. And, you know, I, I encourage people, you know, pick up the phone and, and say hello. Let, let them hear your voice instead of just, you know, snapping back or <laughs> texting back. Yeah, the Snapchat. That was another new one. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking today about living in big cities and how come sometimes it's so difficult to meet the one when you're surrounded by millions of people. And that's been the conversation all night here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Do you think that if you're proactive and you do get out there more and more, that you're more open to meeting new people? Or do you think you become jaded thinking that there's no one there to meet and it's all the same people? I think one of the major problems is, is that people stay within their circle and they don't get out their comfort zone or their circle of friends or acquaintances. So I think you know going to different places that you haven't tried before um, test, going to different culture places. I think that helps a lot. And there's a lot of places in different cities. So if you want to try something new, how do you go about doing that? Like if I wanted today to go and say, I want to go this weekend and try going dancing, yes. for instance. So how do people discover new places in their city? I mean, there's so many places on the net and just you know tapping Montreal dancing or Montreal restaurants, you'll find plenty of um, suggestions. There's a lot of information out there. You just have to dig through it. And what about making like a social calendar for yourself? Like actually saying, I'm going to go out two nights this week. That and is I'm a great idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. No, it's, it's important, you know what I mean? Because people tend to always do the same thing, the same routine. And again, they're scared to come out of their comfort zone. 
If you missed any part of tonight's show, it is on SoundCloud, so you can always go there because you can follow us there on Facebook and on Twitter. Because one of my earlier guests was talking about the fact she's a matchmaker from New York City because we are talking about dating. And this is universal. It's not just one city. It's any city um, seems to have the same issues. And... And notice how I say issues and not problems because we can solve issues, right? Okay. It's just a challenge. So uh, one of the things she was saying is that she gives her matchmaking clients a schedule to follow and, you know, different activities and places to go. And then you're accountable No, it's interesting. Yourself. It's interesting. Since I've done this show, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing this show on CJD, every Thursday now I try to do something different and get out. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm living my life. I love that. I, you know what? I love the fa- the way you said I'm living my life because I talk to a lot of people and I'll say, you know, I'll give suggestions to try certain things. And sometimes people will say to me, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And my answer is always, but are you living it? Because knowing something and living it, two different things, right? So true. So true. And I always tell people, you only live once. You never know when your day is going to come. You never know when that day's going to come. Anyway, Malik, uh, I wish you that it's going to keep going, this show. Thank you so much for spreading the love and um, where people can go on CJAD 800. You're very welcome. Now, we are going to give our dinner away. Maestro Sivoupla, the winner this week is Debbie Morin. You are going to get out there and enjoy a dinner for two at Maestro Sivoupla on Saint Laurent. I've got to tell you, Order the oyster shooters. They have 25 different types of oysters all the time usually, but their oyster shooters are fantastic. Next week, we are going to be giving away dinner for two to Le Cartel. It's going to be a great show. Also next week, we're going to be talking about how to break up with somebody with class and compassion. I've got great guests joining me. Remember, you can listen to the show on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Register. Get your 15 minutes dating advice from me anytime. 844-744-SOLO. In the meantime, remember, we are here each week on CJD 800 and iHeartRadio. And as always, keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week.